Hello and welcome to Project 40, the podcast. I'm your host, Shireen Vishmaya in Kerala, India, and I'm thrilled to be back after a little sabbatical to work on a book and some other things. And now that we're back in Gemini season, I'm all inspired to get back into the podcasting. And I am thrilled to be joined by fellow uh, Detroit native Robert Thibodeau, owner of the Mayflower Bookshop and the author of Astrological Aspects in Art. He's got another book coming out, which he'll talk about. And he's a psychic intuitive astrologer and he'll definitely blow your mind with the way he weaves so many different traditions. So you do have to wrap your mind around a lot of intricate, interwoven ideas and philosophies all in the span of one sentence, but it's worth the rapt attention that I'm sure you're going to give to this podcast. (laughs) And in this conversation, we talk about everything from my upcoming Project 40 theme, which is the father. And that's what inspired me to have this conversation in the first place, because I wanted to get into a conversation about the father complex, the father archetype, which not only inspired the next P40 theme, which is, by the way, coming up June 26th, that's day one, but you can get in and we're going to open the circle up as soon as Father's Day, June 19th, this Sunday, and we'll have our opening ceremony, if you're in on time, on the solstice, we'll have a special opening ceremony, but we won't start day one until Sunday the 26th, so that's your last day to get in, and that day we'll have a very special puja on the 26th, I mean, I will be sitting for a very special puja here in India and bringing everyone's prayers, intentions, and wishes into this Navagraha Puja. It's a nine-planet Puja, Mahaganapati, which is a Ganesh, remover of obstacles Puja. Very powerful way to start the journey. And then over the next 40 days and 40 nights, we're going to be going deep into the Father Complex. And I'll make a separate recording about why this work is essential right now but in this particular conversation you're going to hear all about the historical backdrop to the father and to saturn and to chiron and all of the different planetary themes that could be embedded in that archetype of the father robert has an amazing way of bringing us into some really uh, esoteric ideas around the father and around the power of the way Saturn can work historically and um, spiritually for us. So like I think I mentioned earlier, definitely wait till the end for some amazing gems to drop because it's fascinating. And anyway, let's get into the conversation. You wanted to talk about the father uh, archetype, and yeah, and and the planetary archetypes that, because really we're talking about astrology, which is a, a kind of a science art of planetary configurations. For for the most part, I mean, there are people who study fixed stars and the elementals and the akasha, the elements in the akasha. A fire, mm-hmm. earth, water, and but I think that the the main place of astrology is with the uh, angelic and archangelic archetype 
archetypal energetics and processes of the planets and their aspects, their geometrical configuration, which become the architectural um, becomings of the uh, psyche or the soul, and 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 also create event hor horizons. So, in other words, uh, these these planetary patterns at your birth can represent and reveal archetypal patterns of your behavior and um, and events and wh where the planets are now compared to where they were when you were born. Astrologically speaking, where are the planets now compared to where you were born? Personal chart. But just in talking about what's going on in general in the world today, we can just talk about where are the planets now for everybody. And what are the and, and then you can kind of get your own astrology chart for free online or with a good astrologer. Uh, you can get your, your chart. But actually we're talking about planetary cycles and history or or past, present, and future. And I think that that is the, the most fun thing. And of course, mm -hmm. there are major things to talk about right now, but when we talk about the father complex or the father archetype, uh, it's kind of a complex when it takes off by itself without the rest of the planets. Absolutely. And I mean, they're, the, the beauty of astrology is that, oh gosh, I'm trying to feed my, speaking of father, my my little crow, and he just got descended upon by six other crows. Um, yeah, without the planetary, con speaking of planetary context, like Saturn, often we think of Saturn and Jupiter and, and the sun, I think as representations of potential father energy in the chart, father complex in the chart. And one of the reasons I really wanted to have this conversation with you now is because I'm feeling with all my clients over the last week or so how amplified the father energy is in, in all of its different forms that it can take, you know, the, the influence of that father complex. And I think it's probably being fueled by that Mars Chiron conjunction going on right at that full moon that we just had in Aries, which is the emperor archetype in the tarot. So I was wondering if you had any thoughts about Chiron, you know, as kind of the the mythology of Chiron, I was thinking that's kind of an interesting, you know, the the abandon the the father abandonment wound, right, in the psyche. Um, and you're looking at Chiron with its relationship to the North Node, or or you're looking at it from Saturn. You're looking at Saturn, right? Oh, sorry, no. I mean, um, I'm looking at the mythology of Chiron and just thinking it's getting really, it's in Aries, of course, it's been in Aries for a while, but how it's getting fueled right now with that exact conjunction with Mars right on the full moon. So I felt, oh, that must be really coming up. It's like that illumination or consciousness right now, that Mar Mars-Chiron conjunction in Aries. And yes, and of course, the, um, well, the, the node is not there yet. The North Node is not there yet, but um Jupiter, of course, is also in Aries. But the Mars, you know, Mars and Chiron are, they were exactly conjunct on the new moon yesterday. So I thought, oh, no wonder people are really kind of feeling that. And Father's Day is coming up, of course, that's also in our unconscious. I, I the Chiron thing, I mean, uh, every astrologer you meet has a completely different take on these things. And, yeah. <laughs> and they, like, you know, it's like a curious situation where where you can have an astrology chart. You're like if you're a real good astrologer and you've done 10, well, let's forget good or bad astrology. You've done 10,000 charts or 25,000 charts or 50,000 charts. 
and you have this kind of way with astrology and and people think you're good you're accurate you know natal reading and who are you are your life and you're accurate with tendencies and probabilities and possibilities of what's going to happen in the future or the near future or today in the present and a reinterpretation of what happened in the past from the higher virtues of the higher octave of the planets because the planets whether it's chiron which is a planetary planet that's a whole nother conversation um as the in-between between Saturn and Uranus, you know, the trans-Saturnian planets of Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto are the mm-hmm. huge cultural, historical society shifts that take place. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're really talking about it, the way that I look at it. To come, We'll come back. Can I say something? And then we'll come back to what you said. Because we can say, I can say that, yeah, temporarily, because Mars, Mars moves pretty fast all the way around the Zodiac and, roughly two and a half years and and chiron is a 52 year cycle and when you put yourself in light of the cycle you could say uh a 50 52 two year old men are and or women are are freaking out um and they want to be aggressive or they feel aggressed upon you know i mean so the the in my astrology book astrological aspects the art uh mm-hmm. which which i'm trying to re- redo um, oh nice and 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 what the, there's a higher octave and a lower octave to the planet, and so the higher octave is that at 52 years old you're growing in wisdom, and the lower octave is that you've lost your wisdom and you're and you're you're struggling between Saturn's security and Uranus freedom, and mm-hmm. higher regions of Uranus as a higher octave of Mercury or karma, Saturn's karma, and you're getting older and things don't quite work like they used to, or you're having your third wind from your second wind at 42 with Uranus opposing Uranus. So when you look at the people who are making all the headlines, you know, uh, whether the Kim, Kim Kardashian, well, all these people, you know, yeah. the Harry situation in, in England and, you look at all the people down the headlines, how many of them around around that age? You know, that'd be interesting. And to look at their Mars aspects. But I think when we put things in a better perspective, that people can really have a grasp historically and where you're going to fit in, because you can do your own thing. I mean, you could be some kind of weird poet and musician or genius uh, uh, astronomer, astrophysics guy in, in a high chair or... Uh, uh, a little chair you have to go around in because you're crippled and because you, your mind is so big that your body can't handle it or or your body big your mind can't handle it and you're just forcibly doing things and threatening people and uh you're a race car driver or a space rocket guy or you're making cars i mean so so the real thing to look at is the last time that uranus neptune and pluto conjuncted you know, I'm just roughing it for you, around 500 BC, 400, 500 BC, who knows, these planets are moving different speeds at different times, but the last time Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto conjuncted the the trans-Saturnian planets, Uranus being electricity, when it was discovered, electricity was discovered in 1700s, and 1800s, Neptune's discovered, and then you have magnetism, and uh, sonics, and hearing, and and Mm. mystery transcendental and 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 then you have like the 1942 uh i think uh pluto discovery and you have psychoanalysis and this fall this, the this uh 19 yeah 1930 is 19, that's locks it into the 
1942, they had a sustained nuclear, the, the mm -hmm. beginning of the energy thing happened. So that's kind of connected to Pluto and Plutonium, yeah. plutocrats and plutocracies. And that's 1930 after the stock market crash. And we're having yeah. this crash now. And how is that? So you start with Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and then you go quickly from 500 BC to Neptune, Pluto, which is, these are huge historical moments where at the end of 1800s, H.P. Blavatsky's Theosophy emerges in London and New York and uh, around the world. And she brings the Bhagavad Gita with Judge to, to the United States oh. translation. Yeah, I love Blavatsky. I definitely want to get into that. I just want to We're not getting I just into the planet as a historical, oh, yeah. like all science releases at the end of the 1800s and, and leads us into that's the Neptune Pluto have like so, uh, just just for reference um, Neptune 1846 uh, Uranus Pluto and, and Uranus so 1930 <laughs> just me? to give you the exact, just to give you the exact dates Pluto is uh, 1930 Neptune's 1846 and Uranus is 1781 and Eris is 2005 these are now again once we jump beyond the planets that are closer to us in the sun and we go to far out planets, uh, we might have a new history that's in the making. But when we're talking about the, uh, we're talking about the history that brought us here, then we talk about, we're talking about the planets that, that uh, distill and download uh, planetary circ circumfer circumference energetics of the auric egg of the solar system and the universe. Um, the, the planets like uh, Saturn, Jupiter, Nep these are big guys who, big guys or big women who who bring down the energies to us on Earth or uh, pull out the energies and rival the sun. And mm -hmm. so there's this kind of centrifugal and centripetal energy, the electromagnetic energy, you might say, that the planets contain from being caught between the sun and the the stars you know with all these planets and and when you get to too many planets out past pluto you're there's kind of a fragmentation process that takes place and it's a war of awe against awe as rudolf steiner talks about in his anthroposophy and this apocalyptic this apocalypse without a revelation that blavatsky talks about who started the astro so when you talk about astrology and you keep in mind the uranus 500 bc of when Buddha was around and Lao Tzu and Pythagoras and the mystery schools and tons of spiritual things. Everybody had a spiritual something going on. And then you have mm. Neptune, Pluto at the end of the 1800s without Uranus, which gives us our brilliancy and our intellect and our genius and our freedom. You have Neptune, Pluto, which is this huge outpouring of spiritual and scientific, materialistic science and spiritual science. And, and then you have Uranus Neptune. Do you have that date handy? Uranus Neptune uh, comes about, but Uranus Neptune doesn't. I mean, and then you have Saturn Pluto. So to get back to what you're talking about, we're really talking about these historical moments of Uranus Neptune and computers. 93. Yeah, ninety three was the last year. And in and, and cell phones and infinite. You can just quickly travel anywhere in the world, and you can talk to anybody from the past, present, and try for the future. And, then, and then we're talking about these kind of cycles throughout history that built up to this latest Uranus-Neptune. And, and, and then when we talk about the father complex, you're really talking about Saturn-Pluto because Pluto 
<clears throat> is the redemption of the dark feminine for sure. Mm. And, and mm -hmm. but it's also the dark um, Hades and Plutonian plutocracy of ru ruling by money, power, and authority, which is mostly, this is the man's world uh, because you're mine. And people think they own everything rather than guardians or custodians or midwives yeah. or brother That's and sister. So, then we have the Jupiter, Saturn, and Aquarius recently. We're talking about Saturn. Yeah. Jupiter, yeah. Saturn, and mother, father, anima, animus, uh, expansion, contraction. Let's go back to that expansion, contraction, centrifugal, centripetal, vo vortex energies coming out of us and going into us. And... <clears throat> And we're slowly going into this precession of the equinox into the Aquarian age that probably officially happens in a few hundred years or more, 240 years or whatever. They, everybody argues about it. And some people, Blavatsky actually thought it, it kind of happened on a spiritual level in the late 1800s. And, mm -hmm. and Yogananda, Swami Yogananda of the Self-Realization Fellowship and many other people like that, they think that, uh, that, that it's happened too somehow, that we're in the midst of it. So we're in the aura at the very minimum, we're, some of us are very sensitive and we're, mm -hmm. as Alan Oaken would say, some of us are very sensitive. <laughs> and I, I love, that, love that guy. And he's in a spiritual world working with us now rather than the yeah. physical world. So we're, yeah. we're, we're really talking about going into the Aquarian age and we're in the aura of it. And, and, then, and then we're talking about June right now. And we're talking about, uh, a descent of uh, a reascent and ascent of the goddess energies for those who can handle it. Now you have to put yourself in this higher octave of of like um, the past and future of these transcendental planets. Uh, when when we talk about um, um, we talk about the Jupiter squaring Pluto in Aquarius in May of twenty twenty three. Uh, that is that is it going to take that long before enough people go bankrupt with pirating and uh, polluting the world with profiteering, greed, mm -hmm. profit, loss of destruction of people and mm -hmm. environment and and the greed and the selfishness, like a social uh, a dis-ease or a dis at, at ease social uh, politic. Uh, Jupiter is the masses of people with, versus the um, the popular vote versus the plutocrats. You might say that, but see, with astrology, you could there's these higher and lower octaves. But basically, I'm thinking if you look at the Jupiter Uranus coming in April 20th, 24, 2024, mm. um, mm -hmm. that's like what we're heading next, the next party time. And that's the mm -hmm. 14, like, well, 14 year olds who think they run the high school and they're sophomores or, or they're sophomore, they're 28 and they're finally figuring out. They haven't settled Press down because that's 20, twice 24, 14, twice, twice 14 is 28, twice 28. I mean, you can go like that too with the Jupiter Uranus as, as those different age arcs. And then mm -hmm. you, you also look at uh, February 26, 2026 of the Saturn conjunct Neptune. Now Saturn conjunct Neptune is probably mm -hmm. where we're going to see the beginning of real uh, need for a world politic or uh, if not a world government, we don't need a world government because everybody's paranoid about it. We need a world spirituality and the God of nature and the God of the inner human soul and heart to come back. And <clears throat> the the Saturn Uranus of 1988 comes back in 2032. See, when you start looking 
like like Tarnas isn't the only guy in Psyche and Cosmos that that has kind of a history. Of thing. And he did a really great job, by the way, of cycles. But then we have yeah. to look at we have to look at a deeper look at what we have in spirituality that can that antidote and be the medicine to this mm -hmm. huge toxicity of of uh, being thrown into the astral world and the astral body being thrown out into the TV set and movies and the news um, <coughs> and without an etheric garden or etheric body or prana, chi, uh, yoga, or meditation or healthy food. You know, when the astral, the Kriya Shakti of the astral body coming into the physical too fast just fries people with this kind of Hollywood mentality and that everyone's a, star, a shooting star and that there's one life only. This is it. There's only one life only, like Eminem sings. And, and then you get this kind of terrorism of like, I have to do something really quick because it's all going to be over. And it's, I only have yeah. one shot. I only have one shot. And, uh, and, and, but I've got a gun that has a bunch of oh. And people take the law into their own hand. And I think the bad side of Saturn is taking the law into your own hand, trying to be control freaks and killing creativity. But then again, if people are too wild, you need law. I love good police officers and good military, but they can't be at the command of pirates uh, of plutocracy. And well, so when we really think of Saturn, when we think of, when we think of uh, Saturn and Pluto as the dark uh, side of Hades too, you know, post Persephone down, as an archetype, uh, the beautiful angel of our becoming and virtue gets pulled into crass materialistic survival modes. Um, mm. We're talking about just now, we're talking about Venus conjunct Uranus on June 11th. We're talking about Venus square Saturn June 18th. We're talking about Venus sextile Neptune uh, on the 19th. Venus trine Pluto on the 21st. Venus sextile Jupiter. See, this is like this whole June is what just happened now with this fall of the stock market and Bitcoin, which I've been telling mm -hmm. everybody it's a gamble and that's kind of idiotic to, to gamble anything you can't afford to lose. So what we're talking about June 11th is this kind of Venus conjunct Uranus of free fall or free, mm -hmm. is it free, a need to get outside and party and free love all those impulses coming in and this universal something um you have like um uh the whole thing with johnny depp and uh what yeah. what is freedom what is freedom and what is love and on algal, cocaine algal retrograde right mercury on algal they there was like on their venus or something i heard they both had the, venus on algal. well they have like in I don't have all, I have their aspects somewhere, but I didn't bring it with me. They, they have like really intense aspects, but I'm saying it's, it's coincidental or synchronistic as we astrologers might say, or materialistic astrologers is synchronistic. Uh, but uh, with Venus Uranus, but Venus Uranus is the higher octave of love is trying to come through. And yeah. both, of, both of them, or is it the divorces of other people in Hollywood and Kim Kardashian and, I mean, it, it goes on and on, uh, or brash statements by uh, uh, political and Hollywood novelties and stars, the Venus conjunct Uranus. I'm, I'm saying that the goddess is coming to give us freedom. The god love is, love is the goddess. Venus is love, real love, coming and giving us a report card. And people mm -hmm. are being exposed to too much information, Uranus, and or a higher octave of it. And can they grasp it? 
And when we come to this coming Saturday, June 18th, the Venus square Saturn leaves this uh, crazy freedom impulse, spontaneous combustion uh, or rocket taking off. Or, or, or it's also a very dramatic shift in the way that Putin is presenting himself. And that all of a sudden with this Venus Uranus, he's like looking like he's besides his health problem with Neptune aspects. Um, uh, he looks like he's coming to a static uh, or steadfast, steady state behavior uh, where he's it's starting to define a boundary. But within that boundary, he's doing total destruction. So is Venus Uranus a shift for many, many people in the way that they in, they wild their heart and re-ingenious their love impulse feeling thinking? And then when mm-hmm. we come to this coming week, Saturday, like Venus squares Saturn Saturday, but all week after that, just like this week we're in now is a Venus Uranus week as an aftermath. And before last Saturday was a Venus Uranus pre, pre, yeah, uh, okay, and, yeah, this week, pre something. But, <laughs> so that's Rob, Neptune wait, 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 before you keep going, I just want to, I don't mean to interrupt your flow. I, I just am so curious how because you're going so far out from where we started which is amazing i love everything you're talking about and covering it's all really important um but i'm just curious if like from the launch pad of like talking about mars chiron or if you just felt that wasn't as relevant or i I feel like i lost the thread from the initial mars chiron and aries which is kind of the signature we're under as we're doing this talk like as we're having this conversation a lot of astrologers get trapped in, um, like, they have a book on just retrogrades, or they have a book on just the asteroids, or they have a book on just Chiron. And I think that Chiron is a 52-year-old cycle that you could say half of that is um, uh, 25 and a half or 12 um, years old or something and and I, i'm not sure chiron is important because it's a link between the uranus and neptune but it's still debated whether it's even a plant it might just be a planetoid if it doesn't have fire at the center like ruger dane ruger a great astrologer um friend of mine um in the past and um and so so it depends when when, when you say saturn is uh you were talking about chiron with the in aries and we can also say that Jupiter's trying to try it, but it won't make it up to it at the same time that uh, that um, there I, I just don't know about the importance of that for what's going on with the world. And I think that that it might have a temporal uh, influence. You're relating it to um, yeah, I feel it's very significant because I, I mean, I guess maybe and you know, maybe because of all the like Aries kind of signatures with all this shootings and all the gun laws and everything. And, and the fact that, I mean, I always look at something that's like exact on a full moon as, as kind of setting the stage of the energy. Oh yeah. Full moon. And, you and, can do a whole right. full moon. Yeah. Yeah. You and also just, just while we're doing, you know, I always look at the divine timing of things like we're, we're, you and I are connecting. We've been trying to connect for a while and we're connecting under this influence and um, I've just been noticing in a lot of my clients' dream work and things that have been coming up. That there's a big father <laughs> signature. Oh, and it's also Father's Day coming up. And um, I think 
you know, I mean, a lot of stuff you're talking about does have this father theme too. I mean, there's, like you said, depending on which astrologer you're talking to, we're going to get to probably similar themes in a different way. Like if you talk to a Vedic astrologer right now, they're going to be focusing on the fact that, you know, Venus and Rahu are coming together. And if you talk, are very close together right now. They're in, in this nakshatra of Barani, which is all about life and death. Or if you talk to um, like someone who's more focused on the Europe, the Uranian, like you're, you were more focused on the Uranian influence or the Venus Uranus that really. Oh, the outer cycles, uh, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. And then as it fits Saturn and Jupiter domesticate and socialize the radical revolution of Uranus and Neptune um, is the ocean and air and clean water or not. And Neptune, you know, in, in uh, the 1950s became the chemical and there's a medicine and a chemical for everything and it's polluted the world and it's plastic everywhere. And that's all part of Neptune. Neptune is part of the oil that gets out of the ground and Pluto's the oil in the ground. So I think there are bigger issues than personality cults. And that uh, when you, when you, um, when you look at the large focus of history, are we at the end of the world now? And that Newton's astrology, chronology of Kings, Newton was an astrologer and he used apocalypse and as Arabic constellations. And he says that in 2050, 2060, the world's going to end possibly. And it sure looks like we're heading that way. And so I'm saying that if the world's ending, we're not going to worry about our dad. And that if you were spiritual, you worry about your dad's 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 dad. And when you really want to get spiritual, you're talking about the father as an absolute, like a Neoplatonic Egyptian hermetic Greek tradition of Plato. The father is the oneness uh, the, it, when we think of spirit, soul, body, in our spirit, we're all one with everything. And um, in a spirit, uh, if we're not conscious of it, we're in absolute darkness and stillness. And so the father principle in a holy spiritual way, when we think of spirit, soul, body, father, son, holy mother, or holy spirit, then the father is the oneness that we all share, no matter what your aspects are. When you go to the spirit, you transcend either you're at the circle that holds it all together or you're at the point at the center of the chart and that's the father and then the soul or the psyche becomes the planetary lords of karma of action and reaction and you need all the planets you can't look at just part of the chart that's what dane ruger and mark and jones and all those guys in the early days alan leo you had to look at all and when you take it apart that's part of the anal analyzation we got to take it apart like a magician in las vegas and we take it apart and the and the beautiful princess is cut in pieces and we put it back together again hoping to find sophia <laughs> and so once you talk about chiron father saturn complex you have to put it in light of these larger cycles and oh, uh, it's either big brother or it's brother yes and i just want to say that I, I i'm not talking just about the personal father which but i do think in the spiritual work like yes you're right even if the world's going to end we shouldn't worry about our dad but at the same time the only anyone's going to get a, the only way people evolve is when they really get down into the personal into the particular i mean this is I, you know, I'm in India. So if I, if I was going to spiritually bypass, I'm in the place to do it. Right. But I, I've seen like, it doesn't work. If people don't deal with their daddy issues, their mommy issues, the father complex, they're not going to get very far. You know, it's oh, kind no, of like they're, they're, they're not I'm, getting rooted. Like, maybe to go because, to the father's father. Because words are limiting. Words are difficult. Once we start using words rather than we're just doing om and we're uniting in spirit and then it blisses us back into some kind of wisdom statement from our soul. And, and then and we actually feel more energized and we 
do a better job throughout our whole day of being alert to every person and everything in our duty, our dharma is our duty on a on a, a, a crude level. Dharma is just duty. At a higher level, dharma is all the things that bring us freedom and 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 uh, creativity and enlightenment and uh, a, a greater participation with all life, as Socrates would say. And so, so yeah, like the father and mother and our lover can be uh, kind of a Da Vinci code for uh, divination and which is to divine the divine within all things and that we're so hung up and we're fixated we walk through a door in our life a passage and we we got hooked on our our jacket got hooked our shirt got hooked on some sliver of something sticking out of the door some sharp thing and we can't get undone and we're 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 obsessed and fixated on one person and an exclusive love kills um, exclusivity kills love in, in time, you know, it breeds selfishness. Act in ancient India, selfishness was the only sin. And yeah. I think that we, we don't have a community that takes care of mothers that takes care of us. We don't have a community of fathers that take care of us. We don't have a community of social life that's healing to the environment next door. We have walls and locks and, yeah. and we have talked to people through, plastic and electro electromagnetics and pictures of pornographies we live in pictures of people and so we can have a thousand people as osho talks about we can have a thousand people and Jungians, uh a thousand people could have the same experience with their father but they have a thousand different half of them are better than us and half are worse than us and how we interpret it so when you interpret your relationship to your saturn or your D dark pluto or your son as somebody who's always happy and shining at you and saying you're beautiful and <laughs> but they have a Venus sun or something. And um, I, I think that, that what you can, you can, it, it is really important. Just like I said, that the planets are between the sun and the stars. Um, everything that happened to us personally with our personal friends and our father and our mother is, is really important, but only when we have a sense of spiritual biography that, History and biography is just the, the the passage in the astrology chart. It reveals this passage of a fragmented personality seeking wholeness. And so if you're not enlightened, nothing you think is going to help you. If you've got a taste of enlightenment, and we all have some spark or sparkle. Doreen Virtue had a sparkle for a while, and then her sparkle got too bright, blinded her eyes. She fell in love with the wrong guy, and now she's a Jesus freak. And that's nothing wrong with that. As long as it helps the world a uh, better place, and she had difficult Saturn aspects, and so I mm. think that I think to me the the father complex is usually some kind of difficult. Well, it's not just father. When we say father, we're talking about uh, who's got control. Like the, it's quite revealing when you say the transference of the father complex is on doctors, lawyers, mm -hmm. judges, teachers. Court, Policemen, teachers. policemen, teachers, when you or have to authority figures, not just partners. Partners. authority figures. Yeah. So they might be more Neptune moms, Jupiter, slushy. Neptune could be a slushy mom or a divine spiritual mom. And maybe Venus, Uranus, Neptune can be a princess uh, mom, teacher. That's yeah. brilliant. And can be of any age she wants to be at any time. And so um, the father complex, is, the, the, uh, Jung thought that the complex 
was, uh, I'm, I'm using, I'm paraphrasing, but I think he thought the complex, the psychological complex was, the, was, could be the healing process, but it's a temporarily, it's also a temporary in wombing in a situation to try to be born again. And, um, the father complex is that is more like the American Native American Indians who say today's a good day to die. And St. Paul in the Bible that said Christian Bible that says uh, you must die daily. And the 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 str the struggle of, of the Jews to they're gonna die in enslavement and imprisonment, and so then they have to go through the Dead Sea. And and it's a it's a symbolic revelation of the of thinking being freed into the heart, get the dead thinking of the think, the dead thinking, the sense bomb thinking going to the heart. So you see the father, there is no right answer unless it works, unless it gives you wisdom. Saturn in time is wisdom. Saturn, wherever Saturn is, when you're young, it represses you and suppresses you and it's authoritative or lack of. And then you get in trouble with the bad author authorities of the cops or the, courts or the medicine law doctor and all that stuff so so saturn is the wisdom that comes through time and often wherever your saturn is it's later in life the second half of your life or the end of your life for capricorn ruled by saturn is that we come into your better time you might have a saturn venus and not feel hugged enough and and, and loved enough and then later you have the tremendous amount of love in your life and proof of it so mm -hmm. Uh, the right answer in astrology is what's happened to astrology and a lot of systems of spiritual spirituality and metaphysics is an esoteric is that it's, it's trivialized itself into psychology and fragmentation. And so we've lost psyche and the spirit of the world, this world soul that animates yeah. higher thinking, feeling and willing. We've lost that uh, and, and trivialized it into psychology. We've lost psyche, the world soul. That's what the church of the authority of the church that didn't let anybody read from 450 AD to, to 1400. Uh, that, that, that when the consciousness so began of uh, anthroposophy and, and this kind of like a uh, new culture of freedom of thinking. And for, for a thousand years, nobody could read. And, and we still kind of suffer that. And it, everybody has their personal wound. And, and so, our biography, our spiritual self has to reinterpret our biography in light of spirituality, which is that everybody in your life is part of your karma. And if you ask them if they're that person that you think they are, they will tell you that there's somebody else. And right. you say, well, remember when you did that to me? And they'll go, I didn't do that to you. And they were somewhere else in their mind. And so that's what I'm saying is that, yeah. that it's complex of your own. And all the all the troubles, all the sufferings in our labor pain of a higher birth, you know, um, yeah. in time. And so Saturn uh, in time will free you. And if you want to talk about Chiron, we have to talk about some kind of multiple of 52 years and, uh, and this whole relationship between Saturn and Uranus. And so Uranus is kind of like you have a new revelation and insight and you just drop the Saturn. Or you have some new technique or technology that frees you from and liberates you like when you got a, your own mind and you went to college or studied these esoteric metaphysical books of theosophy and anthroposophy, Hinduism, Buddhism, um, Brahmanism, um, Jainism, uh, 
uh, ancient Chinese wisdom, you know, when you start studying this esoteric stuff, you get this yeah. mind to be free of your uh, childhood parental conditionings. Mm, yeah, Uranus can liberate when you're, especially when Uranus touches the Saturn, which is interesting because isn't like, I think in the myth of Chiron, like he's abandoned by his father Saturn, and then he gets adopted by Apollo. So he learns all the creative arts. But then I forgot how if Uranus fits into this story somehow, probably. Um, you, well, you in Greek um, philosophy and psychology, yeah. the, the gods are the virtues. And um, Zeus represents a unified field of oneness that when when that oneness demands itself in the material world, there's lightning and destruction and uh, and sudden new growth that comes that that history has to take huge turns and all the planets have these like um like saturn needs uranus and uranus needs that i mean they they, they it really takes a bit the whole greek thing is like it takes a bit of uh thinking about it but i think when you think of the planets as the prometheans and the gods and you know you can say apollo is the sun but you can say mm -hmm. the sun acts through the different planets and so sometimes apollo uh, uh metamorphic zeus metamorphosizes into all the different gods and to the neoplatonists all the gods were virtues so they're not really apollo it's really a virtue a different virtue and and mm. our virtues will turn on us if we don't cultivate them and use them like our good side will get bummed out if we don't use it rightly and make us sick or the lords of mm. karma there's karma and dharma you know mm -hmm. um so so they like like in the catholic church they created this idea that there's one god there's one jesus the christ and then there's all these diff different saints that have different virtues of the one christ and in buddhism it's the same way and in hinduism it's really the same way too the brahma vishnu shiva and then you have all these heroes and avatars and uh saintly personalities that represent that that oneness of of the father and the um the universal mind is the real christos of the greeks and the krishna and the christ is the universal mind the thinking and harmony of all things and mm. and those are all the planets that represent these struggling forces sometimes opposite of each other like jupiter and saturn or or mm -hmm. uranus breaking up structure whereas saturn's trying to give structure the, the father mm -hmm. impulse trying to give structure yeah. and 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 the pro proper father impulse is sit down and listen and you need discipline and there's a war going on and you have to pick up the gun or pick up the book and the college degree <laughs> and we have yeah. to do something and the mother complex is i love you and we have protect the environment and our inner and outer environment and ourselves and we we're mothering things and that all labor pain is but all suffering is but the labor pain of a higher birth whereas see the the, the mother mystery is the being born again the father mystery is dying that's what i was talking about earlier the father always contraction and dying and being mm -hmm. And you take a magnifying glass that you've ground this glass into this magnifying glass and it focuses the sun and starts a fire. And either that fire is going to hurt us and wound us and become a gun and bomb or the fire is going to heat our food and give us light. And so there's nothing good or bad. It's how we use it. And so yeah. uh, 
this Buddha has the right suffering. Buddha has the first teaching is right suffering, and that and that and that the and that everything suffers. The coffee suffers grinding to be this beautiful coffee, and the diamond suffers uh, being crushed for millions of years, and then taken out of its matrix and and tortured to shine in a ring so that uh hollywood movie stars can have these big shiny rings that have tortured metals and we have tortured metals from rook of the poet talks about the torturous the metal that's tortured in the bridge aching to go back to the earth oh, yeah. so, talk about saturn and Su we're talking about saturn's contraction and then we talk about yeah. a certain amount of mothering of, of expand oh you're so beautiful and you're going to do so much in the world that's jupiter or neptune uh, as fantasizing yeah. and putting much on you that you'll never do and then you think you failed because you never reached the ultimate aims of your parents and so 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 what everything is mothering us uh yeah. i like the tibetan buddhist approach i think the fathers have had their turn and we've had three thousand if not four or six or seven thousand years of this major uh, uh paternalistic patriarchy mm -hmm. father huge father complex of authority and ruling over rather than power through and that the real father more and more is quiet wisdom that has longevity and and is working out of a bigger plan and divine plan on a spiritual level or a bigger plan that you're going to get to college at some point and so we have to do certain things when you're seven and 14 and 21 i mean i think that that's a better way to look at it and then otherwise you have to go to buddha's right suffering okay. uh mm -hmm. right that everything that you suffer, whatever complex it is, is part of the healing process. If you can hold still in the father, if you can have universal mind in the son or daughter and, and, and the virtues of the planets, and if you can find the mother principle, which is the world soul, um, the, the world spirit, that the future is that we're going to go into spirit and that, that when your father dies, uh, which a lot of people are dying, you know what I mean? And, and we're coming up to a apocalypse. We're more and more coming up, like if in certain places in the world, everyone's dying. Yeah. And, and so when you come to that, see, uh, mm -hmm. when there's in your neighborhood or there's toxicity where you can't drink the water and breathe the air uh, yeah. and there's going off, I mean, you, you're not going to worry about your mother or father. You're going to worry about your great mother. And so that, right. that's, the that, kind of, but that, that's the thing I don't, Separate. We're, I think that we're all sometimes to do the work, like where people, where where the people, many of the people that are listening to this, for instance, where they are, is like what they're going to work on. They they have to start with the personal to go into the like you start with the personal to go out into the interpersonal, right? I mean, yes, like it's all reverberating from inside unless, of us. Unless the person has an archetype thing, it's like a little kid demanding the toys and throwing a temper tantrum and breaking stuff and. Doesn't get its way. Exactly. Blame and shame. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. uh, and bring all the fathers to court. I think that really when all the fathers go to court, men have had their turn and women need to run things and they're not doing a great job yet. But um, we, we have like uh, the people that have run for president, for instance, um, and, the, and the people who are really, really smart and women who are really, really smart and uh, whether it's AOC or um, there's so many uh, that we could get lost in and we could look at their chart and see why they're like that, what they've become. But, uh, but are they women who just want men's power again and they're going to be brave so that they can push the button of nuclear war too? We have all these guns and weapons and it's, it's barbarically insane. 
And these these are the bigger issues of the father and mother complex that yeah. are are that should be affecting us all. And I think it's kind of a situation where the kid won't grow because of the mom or dad, and then the mom and dad won't grow either. And and really, what um, what what the parents really want out of the child is that they hope the child would love them. And what the child seems to demand all the time is. Um, uh, I want you to love me for who I am and who they yeah. are not enlightened. It's just part of a, a circle, a circus and barnyard and courtyard game. And so it's like the barnyard, the animal and the cock rule. The rooster is the cock that rules. And all, all the, we're all these different animal appetites and desires and control of little territory in the barnyard of animal appetites. And then comes the, um, the court, the court, the, the, there's like the barnyard and then there's the courtyard and what was the other yard I made up? <laughs> huh? <coughs> <coughs> the barnyard. Oh, barnyard. Barnyard, the court. The courtyard. And there's a third one. The, okay. the, there could be the garden, actually. Okay. Um, there, there's the... Um, the churchyard. So really instead of the courtyard and going to court with karma, it could be the garden that we all share of each other's souls and earth. Both the two headed God is really in within us and our garden earth, which is turning into a toxic pit and, and people will die at a much larger level in the future as in the way we're going. And my friend, Marianne Williamson is, has her own version of that. I think Dane Ruger had his own version of that. Rudolf Steiner has his own version of that. What? We're living in a pocket times without a revelation. We're not really getting uh, a revelation last. We get a revelation of entertainment, of intellectual knowledge without uh, sustained will and sustainability. And we have these feelings that go up and down and we like or dislike, but we don't have the feelings of valor and great quest for the sake of all of us. Yeah. Yeah, very true. And so when we look at it simply, we're really looking uh, in the sense of the Saturn complex. We look at, if you really take a hard look at when Saturn and Pluto conjuncted last. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know if you can look that up real fast, but that, Saturn and Pluto. that has a lot to do with we're losing the middle. Yeah, Saturn, Pluto, last Saturn, Pluto conjunct. And then um, in 1988, Saturn Uranus, Saturn. Well, last, yeah, Go ahead. We just had, we just had that last Saturn Pluto conjunction. Yes, and that is that, where that the Saturn, started so the that, pandemic. See the Saturn. Um, January. 20th. Chiron Chiron links up Uranus Saturn with Uranus Neptune Pluto, and so when you look at any Chiron, if we had time, like this would, might be an interesting excursion to look at the history of Chiron, link us up. And so as, as Jupiter tries to link up with Chiron, we're trying to have these higher spiritual qualities and politics and money insights and, 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 and spiritual insights come into manifestation, or we're trying to let go of our hangups and, and, and restrictions and uh, boundaries that Saturn puts and weights and obstructions. And we're, we're being patient, persevering, persisting, so that we can have this freedom and higher octave of Uranus up to Pluto. And, and I think your, your quickness today is 
possibly due to the Jupiter in Aries hinting that it's moving toward Chiron, yeah. but Chiron moving toward uh, a square yeah. with Pluto. And, yep. uh, and you, th you think of all yeah. the planets, green plant, like it, like, let's say, let's say if we, if we thought about this a little more, if I thought about it a little more, I really missed my cue in the beginning. Let, let's, because you wanted to talk about Saturn, and, and let's talk about what blew May, Ray Merman's mind when he had dinner with me back a ways was that he was bringing up astrological planetary aspects, and and I brought up that nobody was really looking at Saturn midpointing Neptune Pluto, and so when you really talk about this this huge war that's taking place between Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, and the and the Sun, Mercury, Venus on our personal level, and then you start looking at these 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 planets of the Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, which, according to Blavatsky and her secret doctrine in Isis Unveiled, she claims that those planets weren't really part of our original solar system, and they're not part of the seven planetary octaves of music music, and the, and the seven notes of music that give us the structure of the days and, and the metals, mm -hmm. that, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, the chakras. And, and, so, and so we're really talking about Saturn midpointing Neptune, Pluto. Then we have to go back to um, when Saturn hit Neptune, when Saturn hit Pluto, when Saturn hit Pluto recently, it's really clear that we're in some kind of 33, 36 year cycle of like, yeah. of like, uh, uh, you, you have to grow up, you know, and you have yeah. to get over your parents. You have to, what happens at 30, 33, you're getting over your parents and, and yeah. we just thought 35, it dragged into 35 and that was a major cycle of, of midlife crisis and and having to mature and you have to stop looking at where you came in from and start looking at where you're going out and who mm -hmm. are to, to be born again you have to have a mother and father and the mother is mater and matter and the whole earth and everything and the father is um oneness and our spirit and and the father is the stillness that we share mm -hmm. um, the o is the emptiness and the egg and the M is the Trinity. And so, so this is my, in my astro astrological aspects, the art, I try to go in, in a, a cocky, shoot from the hip way of, of planetary interpretation and using Buddhism and Hinduism and astro uh, theosophy and Steiner. And so, so when we look at Saturn, uh, when we look at Saturn midpointing Neptune, Pluto, and you look back where Saturn hit Pluto, and then Saturn's going to hit Neptune in February 2026. I am now answering your serious question about okay. the five complex because Saturn <laughs> stuck between Neptune and Pluto, which is the destruction of the world or or some kind of spiritual wisdom that has to come in at low and high places, and it's not happening. And so Saturn Pluto has is destroying spring and fall. And we're having more and more extremes in the weather and winter and uh, summer. And the earth is going to look like the moon, dead, and dark on one side and light on the other side. And extreme war, light and darkness, the sons and daughters of light and darkness, which is in the Rig Veda. And it's in the Upanishads. And it's in yes. all these. And so when you look at Saturn hitting Pluto, it, it's, it, okay, uh, time up. Every, and this month in, with Venus aspects, everybody's getting a grade at how well they loved it not. And you can blame everybody else you want, but you don't have the sunshine from your heart or the intelligence to overcome and survive and, and thrive and, and heal and have a higher intelligence of a reincarnating soul mind stream continuum. And, and so then when Saturn hits Neptune, the dream is over. 
and as time <laughs> 2026 uh, the dream is over yeah, yeah uh february 2026 and that kind of 35 36 year cycle uh, <laughs> uh like aoc cortez has saturn neptune natally and so this yeah. is always that whole power honest conjunction dream of neptune always mm -hmm. over trying to become a power structure yourself but everybody attacks you and you can't do it and you keep clinging to your beauty neptune in your mirror and you're hoping that you are a good person and you and and when she she's trying to bring together the great mother neptune and and the dark saturn's kind of like um uh, wisdom in time, but it doesn't always happen at first. So she just has to survive, and she, everybody just has to survive. And I could have picked anyone and talked about there. So we're looking at uh, 1988 yeah. as as oh, I'm sorry, uh, 1980. I was also talking um, 2026 as Saturn Neptune, but then Saturn conjunction Uranus, uh, which happened in 1988 before 89 with the fall of the wall in Berlin and Russia's fall. And now we're back with Russia in 2032. And so really there's a whole nother subject to talk about uh, of like the late 1800s with the Neptune Pluto and the Uranus Neptune that took place. When did that happen? Mm -hmm. uh, in the past. And uh, uh, I forget if it was the late eighties or that there's Uranus Neptune I'm spacing out. But the big thing right now in the sense of uh, it's six it's mid pointing the Neptune Pluto, it already conjuncted Pluto. And uh, uh, my good friend Ray Merriman gave me mention. Three was uh, the last newsletter, And he mentioned uh, me mentioning this. And he mentioned, uh, uh, we, he tried to carry on the conversation, which I'm going to carry on now, that Neptune Pluto, uh, Saturn hits the exact midpoint in January of 2023. That's coming. Now this is critical. This is huge, and this is mm -hmm. like <clears throat> this is like the Neptune Pluto of the late eighteen hundreds of crass materialistic science and electricity coming, and the early formings of of then when the Neptune Pluto interact uh, there in forty two. There's um, a sustained nuclear atomic blast. They figured out the atomic weapon, and um, and and then so now Saturn's going to midpoint it. And it's going to give us a karmic report card. And we're kind of in the middle of it now because planets keep triggering it. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and so uh, will Putin last for another couple months? Uh, and, and there's always people trying to take his place. Uh, is Trump's good aspects and Biden's bad aspects, which I predicted many times, uh, I think on your show and other people's shows, that Biden yeah. has terrible aspects. And I was predicting it predicting that Trump would win, then he would lose. All the astrologers said Mrs. Clinton would win. 300 astrologers in the Wall Street Journal, they didn't put me in because I said that Trump would win. I also said Trump would lose the next election to whoever ran, which is what everybody voted against Trump, and Biden won. They didn't vote for him. And, and maybe they did, but I don't think so. And so then the next election, uh, the, the Florida governor has great aspects. Trump has great aspects. Are they going to win? I probably, unless something miraculous happens, unless all of a sudden, and do they, and oh. we could again argue the good and bad side of everybody. You think he's coming back? Oh, so, so we could argue the, the good and as bad aspects of everybody. I mean, Jupiter squares Saturn in 2025, 24, August 24, June 25. So that will give us a good report card on how Jupiter, Saturn, the Aquarian age, it's going to be in Gemini. And it's going to tell us how we're doing 
But that Saturn midpoint, Saturn in, in Aquarius, midpointing Neptune, Pluto. Uh, Saturn in Aquarius then? When is the midpoint again? When did you say? Yeah. Yes, it is still in Aquarius. Uh, it's in January 2023. And okay. um, should I look at the exact degree? That might be interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you have that handy? <laughs> I have Trump it right I just want to clarify. Thank coming back. So we're talking about uh, <laughs> you know, that, you know, 20, 22, 23, 23, 24. Yeah, 23, 24 Aquarius. So in other words, we could say that Aquarians are having a tough time becoming Aquarian age and they're rattled completely between their hot they see all the beautiful things that the beautiful things that could happen and how they could be a superstar on a billion billion dollar yacht polluting the Mediterranean, and and they could be visiting Oprah's billion dollar house with her fifty billion dollars worth of art, and they could find out where Clinton and Obama travel and what boats they're on. And the midpoint four Aquarius where it is now. The midpoint is twenty four Aquarius right now. It's the midpoint no? You're saying Saturn is at the midpoint no, of 24? No, in January when it hits exact midpoint. Right, and, now, and right now, Saturn's at going retrograde at 25, 20, going into 24 later in the month. Okay, but what's the exact midpoint? It's 24, you said? The midpoint's going to be around 23, 24 in January. Okay. But so, because it, it's retrograding back there now, even to 24, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hitting it now and it's going to, it's hitting it now. Okay. And retrograde. Then it comes, again so so we're just like basically in this midpoint energy if you have anything around 23 24 you're really feeling we've been in it and yeah a lot of people have this is opposing the leo and pluto and leo or saturn and leo or the right. i mean taking major aspects to a lot of people but basically what it's doing is it's got power and structure people the old structures are being hit by world problems to say nothing of lack of solar flares and then all of a sudden too many. And are we going to have a, sol a, a solar? How are we going to get destroyed? And mm -hmm. it's all about the individual and collective human awareness and consciousness. And mm -hmm. yeah, we, the Sufis thought that human beings individually and collectively caused the weather. <clears throat> and that human beings the magnetic sphere of the earth is diminishing and we're being exposed to more stellar influence which is this intrigue of outer space as a materialistic reality of energy rather than a spiritual beings the materialist thinks that everything's dead matter rather than spiritual intelligence and ecological yeah. intelligence and ecological biospheric biochemical weavings of intelligence they don't see that relationship the biochemical and biospheric and so there we don't see our relationship between the individual and the collective and some and people are yeah and sanatana dharma it's like everything is alive with consciousness everything is of the divine everything is <clears throat> everything's alive with consciousness but we need this divine awareness of of uh still being here to do anything about it yeah. <clears throat> most people like well, still they lack, I have to, uh, have to kind of wrap up the conversation, but I really want to just, just because of time, hour flew right by. Um, but 
the but we hit Saturn really heavy, and uh, and it, if you wanted a harp on Chiron, you can see how it's going to in Aries. It's going to go into Taurus and <clears throat> and hit this fixed uh, midpoint between Neptune and Pluto. I mean, that might be really interesting, and mm. um, you can look at. There's a whole science too, astrology science, of looking at planetary aspects and uh, <coughs> major past times, like when Uranus, <coughs> when Neptune, I'm sorry, when Neptune conjuncted Pluto in the late 1800s, that triggered this huge intelligentsia and to descend on Earth, both good and bad, spiritual and materialistic uh, energies and intelligence. We're looking at early Gemini. So whenever anything happens in early Aquarius, it trines it, and early Libra trines it. And they're associated somehow with this world politic and becoming. And when you think of certain places in Taurus, uh, when the last Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, during the 400, 500 BC time of Buddha and Pythagoras and Lao Tzu and uh, these great spiritual teachers, and the Dionysian teachings of Dionysius, and so much. The great mother was still admired, and the mystery schools were there for spiritual teachings. Mm -hmm. and, and that took place in Taurus. So there's certain degrees that when you say that Saturn's uh, in Aquarius, midpointing Neptune-Pluto, we're talking about um, we're talking about the wisdom of, of time that <clears throat> the wisdom that came through time or the ignorance that's here mm -hmm. about the mystery schools and spiritual institutions of learning and initiation, whether they're in India or uh, theosophy or which is in, in it, there's a big theosophical society in India, but there, but there's so many spiritual teachings I mentioned before. So that's what yeah. we're, we're looking at. We're looking at either a block to spiritual intelligence or uh, everybody's so beat up and tired they're finally looking back into spiritual science I hope it's that i really hope it's that that's my bowl oh. that's my tibetan bowl bell with rose petals oh, that i grew that's beautiful in it. it sounds like it sounds like my guru's meditation bell and i was like oh because i actually have to get ready it's like your unconscious telling me i have to get ready for meditation um so i do have to wrap up our conversation here robert but i mean to be oh, continued I have a new book out called Hermetic Rosicrucian Grail Tarot. And you can get it at Amazon or you can get it probably cheaper from me directly. But I have a new book on tarot and Kabbalah and Hermetics and Rosicrucians and Theosophy and everything. It's all in one book. The way, latest way, I think. A stream of consciousness coming. Pardon me? Oh, sorry. Yeah. And anything you want, I'll, I'm going to put it in the show notes as well. Any links and anything, you can just send it to me. We'll get that in the show notes for everyone, too. Whatever, it's all good. I just shared yeah. it, and um, so. yeah. And I'm Robert Thibodeau from MayflowerBookshop.com, and, uh, and, <laughs> and it's been always fun talking to you. I had so much to share, and I'm I I told myself I would talk slow. I thank you. You have so much to share. It's so wonderful. Your wisdom, You're so grateful. And I mean, we'll we'll talk again. That's why I always have to have you back on because I feel like we just scratched the surface each time. So. Thank you. We'll do it again. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And Sorry? Okay. See you. Okay. <laughs> see you. Money.
may whom may all beings find happiness and the co-creativeness with the future that belongs to all of us especially you have to start with you if you don't have enlightenment you won't know who else does and it's very important that you start with you but not get hung up on you it's a paradox it's a challenge that you matter but then you're also you spirit <laughs> yeah you matter you. and you're also yes <laughs> you matter but you spirit we have to rewild our heart and reimagine our mind to be uh, intelligent enough to embrace the world you know our love needs intelligence and our intelligence needs love and we need to be able to meditate in stillness with and and then also with some kind of package of delivery you know we have to have some kind of technique um but we also need to have nothing happening while we're still aware and most yeah. people lack, they lack that emptiness that point at the center of the chart that is still that still that point. can all the movement of the planets and all the planets are necessary because they're different chakras you wouldn't want just one chakra it's almost like That's chiron i always thought that chiron should be really it was in my book i say that it shouldn't be chiron it should be sharon should that boatman that brings you in and out of the underworld and mm -hmm. that uh because unless you're hitting the higher octave of uranus neptune pluto as universal mind love and universal truth and selflessness is pluto like i talk about in my astrology book unless you hit that those are degrading planets they'll mess you up and mm -hmm. they chiron is really uh to me uh an inter intermediary between it's yeah. the boat sharon that takes you into the underworld and back yeah. that yeah. is and that's a very scary nobody returns from the underworld once you get in his boat you have to be hercules you have to be anana you have to be like uh, athena or some amazing hermes god or goddess to get in and out of the we call it yeah. the underpants or the unconscious will now but it's the underworld okay we just started on another conversation sorry okay. that's okay <laughs> gemini rising i understand i appreciate we're, you we're in, in pluto going to the late 1800s uh, yes is, I mean, is, that, on, is that the same as your pointed that uh -huh. out huh dane ruger and charles harvey pointed that out to me that they have, are, that you have that your ascendant degree is that point where neptune and pluto conjuncted last wow interesting that what degree is it minister of information four degree what gemini four? four degree four that's my that's my descendant degree exactly you're four, four gemini four or five and you have to remember the Maybe. the, the give it a the ascending sign, I give 12, 14 degree leeway either way because it moves so fast. And so yeah. if it's 12th house, it's more unconscious. If it's in the first house, it's more conscious. You're not at the awareness point in the center. You're at the consciousness of, 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 uh, of the uh, wheel of fortune or misfortune, the wheel of Dharma. Oh, okay. The wheel of fortune. And in Vedic astrology, you're Lagna is Rohini. That's nice. That's a nice uh, ascendant. Say that again. In Vedic astrology, your lagna, your ascendant is Rohini. Yeah. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, or coyote. Very, very it can be like crazy wisdom. What is your moon again? 21 Leo. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, Leo. Yeah, Ashlesha in Vedic. So your birth star is Ashlesha. <clears throat> you know about your nakshatras in Vedic I, astrology? 
I mean, you really want, uh, no, I don't know anything about that, except that um, I'm really yeah, an American mystic astrologer using the planets and this, this traditional, not traditional in a Greek way, but uh, a, a modern American way that uses Uranus, Neptune, Pluto as yeah. a transfiguration of universal, of higher manas and booty and atma. And so that Pluto becomes this radical selflessness or torture. If you're not selfless, if you're selfless, who's there to get tortured by your health problem or your money problem or your suffering, see? And so I yeah. have a whole approach. I have a whole different approach to astrology. And in my astrology book, I tried to attempt to have a new conversation on astrology that would encompass modern scientific thinking and spiritual science of every kind and, um, and bring together once again the uh, India and uh, Theosophy and Steiner and yoga, you know, but they don't really work together. Everybody's on their different shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly we're all living. in. Oh, well, we won't be in a box. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I know you have to go. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm on my way to meditation and um, to be continued. Oh yeah. Be continued. And thank you. And, I hope I've been helpful to everybody. If, if, nothing, if nothing else, uh, just grab onto one thing that sparked you and see if you can follow that thread, that golden thread, the, the red thread with passion and rapture and the golden thread with spiritual illumination. Follow that thread uh, and reweave yourself to it all. Beautiful. Beautiful not to end on. Thank you. Bless Thank your you. heart. Bless you. <laughs>